Hello, everyone. It's the Demo Team Podcast, and we're here with Sense Masada. How are y'all doing today? We're doing pretty good. All right, all right. I'm uh, in like our small little, I don't know, so what series we got, uh, you know, we got y'all guys on, so... So what? So what? So I so what? So. <laughs> I'm uh, very, very excited, but I'm very nervous at the same time. Yeah, the, the feeling <laughs> that's really cool here. a pretty huge. So what? So what? So I so what? <laughs> I'm uh, very, very excited, but I'm very nervous at the same time. Yeah, the, the feeling <laughs> that's really cool here pretty huge it's like coming even huger every day it feels like like yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how they got how they're gonna get this many bands on but it's super cool honestly like i'm because y'all y'all are from the dallas area too so i'm guessing y'all grew up with so what as well so uh yes and no so you're kind of from texas i'm not from texas my family was military so we always like moved around and shit growing up i've only been in texas since i was like 14 all right oh yeah like 2015 i've lived here yeah i was born born so what's so important (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's all good because i I never went to so what just because i always say i just always had some conflict or something or like no you you can't go all the way out to arlington for a show we don't want to drive you or some shit. Like, yeah, that, that was that was kind of that was kind of the thing for me too. I I always yeah. knew what it was though. Mm-hmm. Like, I always like saw like the flyers and like the lineups and always thought they were super sick. I remember like, oh, yeah. seeing like Under Oath like on the lineup, like was it like 2016 or something? Like Under Oath and like Sayosin and like that was God. I guess I didn't really keep up with them after high school, but, but like, I mean, the ones I had, like when I was like a freshman and sophomore were like super awesome lineups, but then they kind of, you know, as the scene kind of lost steam for a while, I kind of, you know, like, uh, I mean, I guess they're still good lineups, but I mean, I don't know. I guess they weren't, they weren't, they weren't what they were before that. Yeah. I remember even Mike's was talking i was watching a podcast where he was talking about and he's like yeah the scene was kind of going through like a transitionary period and like you know if you didn't it was like it was a state in the scene where like if you didn't have like a certain band on your lineup or something your tickets weren't going to sell it wasn't like mm-hmm. you could just put like, all these bands on a lineup and the tickets were going to sell you had to have like a certain band on there and yeah. like now yeah. and now you have all these bands like you know that are you have like bands like like not on like the bigger font on the bill that are like selling out like 2000 cap rooms, like knock loose on there. Yeah. Um, fucking, um, isn't, isn't if I die first playing. Yeah. yeah. If I die first. Yeah. Like you have bands, you have bands like, you have bands like that, that are like, they just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like, uh, almost, I'm going to say exactly popped up out of nowhere, but it feels like they like, they kind of like, does feel like for a lot of people, I think it feels like they popped up out of nowhere. Even <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like credential and like credence and like the scene to like sell tickets just because like their background exactly yeah yeah but, so yeah i think i think it's i think like the and like he was saying and i agree with this too like the, the scene's just a lot healthier now and even like yeah their, their ticket sales reason speaking for it like 
like I was telling you earlier before you started the podcast, like we were like, I think we were like literally the last band to get on it for day one. And uh, we got like 55 tickets on like May the 3rd and we're already all out of them. And like, even when I talk to, whenever I go there and like, I was asking like the guys about it, I was like, how are, how are the sales doing? He's like, dude, they're like skyrocketing right now. Like, well, like I remember it feels like, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. You can, no, no, you're good. I'll go for it. I was going to say, it feels like this is like the festival, I think, even though like all these other ones popped up. This one was like the first one, or I mean, I guess Furnace Fest was already a thing, but I feel like this one just has more traction for some reason. Yeah, this, I, think, I think this is probably going to be the, the fucking it's the Texas. Best festival, be, the best, huh? It's Texas. Everything's bigger yeah. in Texas. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think I think this is going to be the biggest fucking festival of the year, and I'm just yeah. we're, we're just fucking ecstatic to be able to be a part of it. So biggest um, not EDM one probably. <laughs> so um, for people that like are not initiated and engaged, you guys are playing which day? Oh, we're playing day one. Day and one. Right. This yeah. is your. That's this is your second show, right? Yep, it's our second show. Yes. <laughs> it's quite a step up yeah we went from our first show which our first show went really well that was the most people we i've ever played to at our first show it was at the it was at the rail club and there's like easily like 150 or 200 fucking people there from when we were playing it was a yeah, lot yeah um, and it's crazy and it's awesome when you can get a room full of people or a crowd of a, in a yeah. festival setting and people are just like i'm here for music and i'm here to jam i'm here to feel the vibe exactly absolutely and i mean the three songs you have on spotify right now are like really solid like and like just production wise they're just like honestly you know it's we 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 fucking we take a lot of time on them we 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 definitely put a big piece of ourselves into them anyone that wants to know who we work with so for like recording and the first two singles were produced by uh, clay schroeder he's in a band called aesop and also um him and his uh him and his wife Kristen do a solo project called a uh, daedric so if you're like right. looking to get shit mixed definitely go to him he's super good at what he does yeah uh, and if you're in the Dallas area, definitely like go like do like songwriting sessions with that dude. That dude is a fucking genius. Like I learned so much from him. He's very smart. Yeah. And also, um, but who we worked with on the last single, uh, we recorded the song, we recorded Sincerity with Clay, but we actually got the song mixed by our Randy Pasquera. He does uh he does like currents and like shadow of intent and like if I were you. So Hell like, yeah. So that's but yeah, so anyone that wants to know who we work with, it's kind of our like, it's kind of our circle for. All right. So we know mean... who you work with. So how about you guys? Like usually, like, we and Cash have been doing panel episodes, so they've been a little chaotic, but it's always good to do it as a classic interview. So how about we start from the beginning? Like, how did you guys become like into music? Like music, period. Like, uh, what made you decide to like I'm gonna pick up this instrument and just start like wailing on it? Uh, so I was I started playing drums when I was 15 um I don't know I've always had an interest in like beating on things like making beats um 
and I my first drum set was given to me uh, by my aunt, and I just picked it up, started playing. Uh, music has always been a part of my life. Like um, my dad, he used to play a bunch of shows around Dallas, stuff like that. He's played a few festivals. Um, I don't know. I just I just love playing drums and and. I'm glad to be a part of Since Masada. <laughs> so, okay, for me, um, I started playing guitar whenever I was like, eight, <coughs> whenever I was like eight, but I wasn't really like learning. I just like kind of like learned how to play like a few like ACDC riffs and shit and then kind of put it down. Uh, but whenever I was 14, this is what really like kind of like made me like think like this is what I want to do. Uh, whenever I was 14, I went to my first warp tour. And after that day, I just came home and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like, like hearing bands, like, I think that day it was like asking Alexandria and like Memphis Mayfire and August Burns Red and like bless the fall. Like the one I went to. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a fucking it was it was life-changing and I, I think that's like what made me want to pursue it but like also like in high school or like middle school like i like introduced the bands like asking alexandria and like pierce the veil and like sleep on the sirens and stuff and like it really struck a chord with me and i think i think actually the biggest one at first too is probably like my kim i think that oh, one yeah. early on was like it it it, it spoke to me like on a on like a personal level i think that's the same with our boy ryan too right ryan hey man i grew up with that shit and it's just like i mean i would say it got me more into like this line of like music because i was like it's not like i wasn't listening to like a tray you bleeding through and oh like, no no that's all our shit too that's like yeah that's I that stuff, but i feel like um the way like they behaved about other bands you see them on fuse tv you see them on mtv like they always stayed like shouting out other bands they're like oh you should check out this you should listen to this and like we're on tour with these guys and it's just like okay i'll i'll, I'll go check that out and you go check it out you're like wow this slaps thanks exactly <laughs> and then like that was that was early on for like mike him then like later i got into like i think like the bands that like really pivoted like what kind of style I wanted to like write and make was like I'm wearing your shirt right now, Azalee Dying, uh, oh, yeah. Kill Switch Engage, uh, Atreyu, uh, yeah, Undero, <laughs> uh, Unner. Like a, lot of, a lot of those like second wave like bands. Yeah. It's crazy because you mentioned uh, If I Die First and you mentioned Under Oath. We had Dallas Taylor and Derek Bloom on the show. So it's just like, I'm like, I love those bands. And then I sit here and I think like, wow, I interviewed like founding members of these. Like, well, I mean, Derek came in in the first EP, but he's still an OG yeah. either way. <laughs> it's just cool. And it's cool that, that like that effect, like like just listening to their music created that ambition inside of you. Like that's, that's always cool to see. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We used to like, we started whenever me and him started playing like together when we were like 16 or 17, like we used to like, like cover like under oath songs and like devil Wars prada songs and shit like that dogs can grow beards all over man <laughs> yeah that's true 
but um all right so that's how you guys became like into music yeah and like the vibe you got so what like brought you guys together for saving masada and Save, where does that name masada. since masada i just had saving vice on the show my bad i i'm Are literally i literally just woke up like 20 minutes ago i apologize no, okay. I, I i literally got like an hour ago myself so yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah i think we're all like in that same boat right <laughs> yeah like and after this we have to interview jeremy tally of the bled so i'm i'm juggling a lot oh, today okay. yeah that's fucking cool but nice. uh, is brandon coming on for that too no brandon's coming on no. tomorrow for uh kid bandit yeah if y'all are fans y'all uh y'all could i guess y'all could stay on if y'all want <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I think uh Jeremy, like he's he's a stay-at-home dad and like the Bled's not playing any festivals this year. Oh, yeah. They played Furnace Fest last year. It's kinda like, you know, uh James is uh he's got his own other band. He actually lives in like a whole different he doesn't even live in Arizona anymore. So it's just one of them things. So but I mean I if I can like, light any flame under any band to keep on playing music and like hey you know never know when another furnace fest or so what or uh, when we were a hungry festival or when we were young fest could invite you out so yeah that's true demo yeah. fest right demo <laughs> fest oh, yeah, that would be sick I'm, I'm totally oh yeah totally yeah. on that. So, to 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 say my my question correctly so what formed since Masada and where's that band name come from okay so the idea of it like the idea of, like me and him just like playing music and being it was i think the first time we played like together was like january of like 2018 like very beginning of like 2018 yeah. um i had a friend working at like walmart at the time like before that oh sick <laughs> um i had a i had a buddy working at walmart and like my buddy was like oh I have a, I know a guy that works with me at Walmart that like listens to like a Mice and Men and like Periphery and like, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, oh, sick. So like, that's how I got introduced to him. And like a month later, we started like bullshitting around, like just attempting to like write music. And then like a few months later, I was like, well, this is going kind of consistent. Like, let's come up with a name. And like, the name since Masada means low. It's it's nothing to us. It's just it's just the cool band name. It rolled off the tongue nice. We tried other band names. It was kind of the one that stuck. I think like Masada was like a city in like like Jerusalem or some shit. It was or, like Israel. Yeah, it was like a fortress in like Israel. Um in the then the biblical times or some shit. But like but it, it it means it doesn't really mean anything. It's just just a bad name to me. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty hard name, honestly. The more you talk, like it being a fortress, yeah, that sounds pretty yeah. cool. But, yeah, like like apparently, like the history behind it, because like I didn't even really know what the fucking word was. I didn't even like look <laughs> it up. It just popped up on my autocorrect, and I was like, "Well, that sounds cool. Let's just roll with it." But whenever our front man joined, he joined in like 2019. Which, by the way, since Masada was really only a thing for like five or six months and like we all just kind of like we weren't really doing anything i joined another band so we just kind of like called it off for a minute but like like summer of 20 summer of 2019 is whenever it really started 
like me and Hunter played together like long before that. But whenever our frontman Dylan joined, he was like, oh, apparently like Masada is like, like the history behind it is like, you know, during like the, the crusades and shit and like Europe that like the, the Jewish population there was being like persecuted and apparently like they would go back to Masada or something to commit like some sort of like sacrificial suicide or something. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a fucking, that's a fucking heavy as fuck. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, that's fucking wild. But yeah, like to us, the name really doesn't mean anything. It's just, just a bad name. <laughs> Anyone ever like hitting you up and being like, oh, I saw your band name and like, I don't know, because, you know, it's like biblical or like, no, stuff like no, that so there's like no, that could bring no, people out of the woodwork yeah, so like, no we're not no we haven't like had anyone like really like dig into it or like ask us if we were like christian or like a christian band or anything or like anything like that about it uh but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's a cool name for oh, sure yeah. plus you're making cool music with it so <laughs> you know getting on festivals yeah that was that was a fucking yeah, I'm, I'm still, we're still processing it. It's our second show. Like, it's. Yeah, that's I, quite a step up for sure. Yeah, fucking an astronomical fucking step up. Holy shit. I can't believe so, it's like 10 days away. Yeah. Oh, I know. So for that being, I, you're like, oh, go ahead, Kay. Oh, I, you can go ahead, Ryan. I, I didn't, re- I was just going to start getting into history, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah, because it's their second show. Like, do you guys have your third or possibly fourth show planned out? Or is it kind of like you're flying by the seat of your pants, kind of just like, whoa, these cool-ass opportunities just puff out the sky? <laughs> That's how this one came up, because I, I think we have a show, like, pretty much all but confirmed in, like, July. But we literally, we got this offer, like, extremely, like, last minute. So, like... um we did like all the submission stuff before and I like sent like Mike Zimmer and like everyone our music and shit. We weren't really like, we didn't get anything back. So like by the time we did get the offer, I was kind of already like, okay, this obviously isn't happening this year. But um, I saw Orlando, one of the guys running the festival. He was like, Oh, we have a few more local spots. Uh, Just send your music and like, I'll hit you up if like we're interested. So I like posted in like his little Facebook post. And I commented on his Facebook post with a sincerity and like our band name and this and that. And then I was at a, I was at All That Remains and Miss May I in Dallas. It was whenever it was actually right when All That Remains was doing like their Halo intro that they were doing for the the Fall of Ideals tour that they just did. And I got the I was like checking my phone and Orlando messaged me. He's like, "Hey, uh, we're interested." <laughs> <laughs> how many how many tickets can y'all sell and like I told that's them. a weird question to ask when you've only played one show right yeah but i was like yeah of course i of course i lied you're just, you're just like, like, I was, I was as like, many as you need yeah i was like that was my question because he was like how many can you sell and i gave him the right answer i was like how many do you want us to sell um but you know <laughs> they're, they're discounted tickets they're not making us sell these shits at like full price or anything so it, well, it's, yeah it's because you're local which yeah. that's the that's the key hit up the local texas bands yeah exactly for tickets before yeah. friday right um we uh we'll be able to sell them before next wednesday yeah up okay. until next wednesday we'll have them 
Uh, but, but they're yeah, making the prices go up. Are they making your prices go up for local yeah. stuff? Or? No. Oh, okay. No, that, uh, and also, we don't like we don't have to charge like taxes and fees or any of that shit. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, we got the offer super last minute, and like we weren't expecting to play a show at all. So like literally, like I got the offer that Thursday at like all our mains, and then me and Hunter started practicing that fucking Sunday. And then we've been like drilling these fucking songs like ever since. So. Because we haven't played a show since last October. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess at that point, you only have one song out. So it's like kind of. Yeah, it was just mostly misery at the time. But we played like all the songs. Like we're, 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 we're playing the same set list for So What that we did then. We're just like switching it around. So I think this time we're opening with like Echo Chamber. Um, but like, yeah, for that show, we played all the songs we're releasing this year. So. I mean, does it feel like y'all are just kind of like popping up on the scene? Because like, it, it, I mean, like y'all are have like, like I said, y'all have really like awesome production quality, like awesome songs, and I feel like they all come out in like a year and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, like if you if you really want to put it, like we've really only have been like active or like anything since like January of 2021. So I think I think now we're like turning a few heads um getting these cool opportunities and like all that so i don't know if popping off is the word yet but like yeah we're definitely i feel like we're turning some heads now all right which is which is nice in the right place for sure and yeah. i mean and it's you kind of have like the right sound too for right now because there's like it's kind of like that that metalcore like thing going on so it's like and there, it's like kind of a I feel like a metalcore revival happening right now. So yeah, this dude, metalcore scene's <laughs> popping off real Definitely. good. And yeah. like our sound, like like I said, with our sound, like I I think we have like a pretty like unique sound. Like I don't feel like we really like sound too much yeah. like anything else, but like the way we kind of like always approached our it sound fits in, like, I guess. Yeah, like the way we always approached our sound was like. You know, we're all like pretty like second wave like heavy dudes. Like my favorite bands are like Ezley Dying, Kill Switch Engage, and like all that remains and like Atreyu. So like I feel like we like definitely like take a lot of that influence, but we add like a lot of like the more modern, like a lot of modern stylings into it. Cause like, you know, we also like bands like like Wage War and like Currents and like Polaris. So we kind of like, so, yeah. we kind of like, like take, we kind of take a lot of like older influence, but kind of like bring it into like 2022, I feel. So I think that's what, I think that's what people like dig about us the most. Cause like, you're like, oh, y'all sound like, y'all sound like, you know, like something like Kill Switch Engage, but y'all like also don't sound like that at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking massive compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I always yeah, dig it. I mean, yeah, I always dig it when people wear their influences on their sleeve, but it's yeah. kind of like, well, this is my perception and my perspective on like that sound and what I want to bring to it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what sense is. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, um, you got the cool shows. You got the, you know, all the like great history and influences and all that stuff, and you got like you know your eyes on the future like what is like plans that you guys wish to do like you know do you want to work on like just dropping singles or work on a full album or other producers you want to work with that kind of like that kind um, of future perception stuff you know um so for right now so what we did last 
summer, like in Jul- like June, we actually went in to go record a full length, but we felt like all the songs that we recorded were like just so like polarly like opposite of each other. It's like this isn't gonna like work for a full length. So we're literally like dropping all of those as like singles, like throughout That's- the year. Um, yeah. and just kind of like building up but actually like l- in december we started like the early processes of a full length and i i feel like those songs are coming together like pretty pretty well yeah um, definitely um i feel like cause i feel like we've definitely like found a found a sound that works for a, a collection of songs rather than like you know mostly misery than like you know we drop fucking echo chamber next which is like in like yeah. death or territory and then yeah. like you know then like sincerity which is like pretty much like an octane core song yeah so like i feel like we definitely we're definitely like we're definitely not like winging anything we definitely think yeah. about the future and like like we only we definitely only want to keep like going up we don't want to like stay in one place um yeah what it, like that's, that was kind of the goal with the singles too because we feel like every single is like a step up from the last one even though they were written at the same time we kind of like spent a we spent a little bit of time like thinking like okay what single sounds like the step up from the last so yeah like that's kind of a thing too we always want to get bigger we always want to like take like try to get bigger like opportunities like we like we definitely think about the future um, but yeah, so just singles this year. Um, we're working on a full length right now. Knowing us, we take fucking forever. We're like, <laughs> we are yeah. we are meticulous as shit. Um, yeah. Hey, I mean, more- y'all drop three singles in like a year and a half. That's, that's a lot of bands can't even pull that off. So like, you're not. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're taking no. that. We're not. Yeah. But also, also sincerity. We wrote sincerity and we wrote the instrumental and like got the instrumental done in like June of 2020 and we finished it in September of 2020. So like that song's song's been done for a minute. Um, Echo Chamber, we recorded actually later. We, uh, we recorded and wrote Echo Chamber in like November of 2020. Uh, But mostly Misery was done in like March of 2020. Yeah. So like, you know, we, we like definitely went back in like tweaked until we were like happy with them. But I feel like we were at the same time back then we were like still learning how to like write songs. Like, yeah. So, but now we're like getting shit done like a lot quicker and we're like a lot more happier with like how everything's sounding. But yeah, also uh, I think the show we have in like July that's coming up, I think it's all but confirmed. I think we're playing like with like dispositions and like another band. I hope I don't get in trouble for anything you're saying. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're in Dallas, in the Dallas area? Or? Yeah, yeah, Dallas. It's going to be at like, I think it'll be, I, I, I forgot what venue it was. Um, but like, that's pretty much like all but confirmed right now. Uh, but all also right. like the way we're, the way we're approaching shows is because I kind of had this problem with other bands where like, I feel like we played like way too fucking much, like two shows a month or like one show a month. And I'm like, now we just want to play like every like two or three months and just kind of because I feel like whenever like we wait like in between shows I feel like the demand is a lot better and like we sell more tickets that way so like for our first show like I said like I think we sold like 40 fucking tickets <laughs> like 40 or like 50 for our first show 
and like you know all the other bands sold theirs too our other band there our other band the, our friends and like beyond apathy they sold like fucking 50 and like all the other bands like sold like 20 or like 30 so like i said we had like almost like 200 people in like the rail club for our first show and like you know demand was good was like okay we kind of like know what we're doing now like with all that right. like yeah every like every like two or three months we'll do a show um I'm, I'm definitely hoping that with how good our ticket sales are going for this festival i hope we get on the like more like third string shows like playing like opening for like bigger tour packages and stuff that's kind of Absolutely. the goal after this um what else but yeah uh singles every two months too pretty much all right i mean i love the like playing like less show strategy honestly yeah I mean, you, that way you don't get labeled as just like a local band exactly you get a mystique about you exactly and also like whenever i realized whenever you whenever you play like a show like every month or like more than one time a month you're selling your tickets to the same people you're and not so bringing, they're not gonna not, wanna, yeah yeah and you're not bringing you're not really bringing like more people in like you know i think like now like there's like half of the people that we sold tickets to like weren't at like the first show so like we've like we've kind of like in a way i know it's a festival so like people want to go for like other bands but like i feel like we kind of like doubled our like uh our, our market if you will <laughs> our sales and like stuff and i hope that like you know because we're like a pretty like interactive band we like talking to people like for example like whenever i'm out selling tickets like dude a guy bought like two like three day passes i fucking paid for lunch for him at like buffalo wild wings like, oh i mean we like hung out hey, that, buffalo wild wings kind of expensive too like wing yeah. prices are yeah but i mean yeah that's that's a great deal for sure yeah like that so i always like I, I always like talking to people that give my band the fucking time of day because, you know, it means the world to me. But, Absolutely. I mean, I was glad we could give you a little time, too. So, yeah, the, it means the fucking world, man. So, like, yeah, the hope with the festivals that, you know, more people, like, find out and, like, start coming to our shows, like, start coming, like, to our shows. And then, like, our local shows will get bigger from there. Exactly. And like, it's, you don't get burned out if you do it like every couple months. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I got, I, I would get so burnt out and just like tired of like playing a show like every fucking month and like trying to like sell when, you know, you have like people, mm -hmm. oh, well, I went to a show last month for you. <laughs> I can't. Like yeah, exactly. Month. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of, oh, sorry. Um, that's kind of our like goal. Like that's kind of our roadmap. Um, Is there any touring in the future you think or we we want to do like some with it we want to do like maybe like a one week or a two week run in the next year but like nothing like nothing even in like the planning stages or anything right now if we do do one it'll be like sometime like next year like beginning of next right. year or something um but yeah yeah the goal is just kind of just growing our growing our presence around here and then like also like social media and stuff and i mean i guess you're gonna begin your face out there in front of a bunch of, i mean obviously so what's gonna be probably mostly texas people but there's gonna be people coming from all over the country and even the world so yeah there's like i think like right. people from like i think like 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 20 zebras dropping stats every yeah. now and then and yeah yeah he said like yeah some fucking like a few people like bought tickets and they're from like the bahamas and i was like oh 
What the fuck? <laughs> hey, you can go tour the Bahamas, right? <laughs> I don't like to go. You get a big following there, right? <laughs> All right. I mean, I know, I know those things? countries are always like begging for like a show. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of weird because you got to like get like a visa basically because you're working there. But I mean, the internet's so weird, like how things work these days. Like the weird followings you'll get. Like we had a because. Uh, I don't know if you know who Jordan Blake is. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. He was the original <coughs> singer of a Skylight Drive. And we were, we interviewed him a couple of times. And ASD. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's now like we had this big following the Philippines because I don't, because they were all in a Skylight Drive or something. And I guess, I guess we tagged like, because like they had to do weird things with their social media because of Jag, I guess. Yeah, but like, yeah, um, well, the, yeah fans, it's fans pay attention, dude. Like, like you gotta remember, like that's kind of like, I mean, we just signed with, I'm not signed, but partnered with uh, Ghost Killer Entertainment, and something yeah. like that wasn't getting news coverage. Just announced it earlier. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't getting news coverage. Like big scene pages, they're gonna focus on their Machine Gun Kellys and their, you know, new My Chemical Romance drops, and yeah. it was just like. When you do something at a grassroots level, it doesn't matter how long you're in the industry, but DIY bands, just like yourselves, I'm sure you guys know that the power of the word of mouth is usually what carries you. And when you don't have a label or the, the internet or the internet, <laughs> yeah. but if you, don't have, if you don't have anybody like in your corner, whether it be like a small podcast, big podcast, or just like some little writer who blogs about it, it's like, you know, where are people supposed to get their information? So I feel like, when we covered that a Skylet Drive stuff, it kind of like gave these people somewhere to go. And it happened to be us. And it was kind of a right place, right time. And it just worked out that we had already had an interview with Jordan Blake. And then we got a second one. And it only led to more random ass traffic from like Ireland and Belgium. Yeah, and Exactly. Stuff. It's just people, random people from all over just like, yeah. Want to know. They want information. People exactly. Want to, you know. Since Masada, people are there's somebody out there like, damn, I wish there was some information on what's going on with Sense Masada. <laughs> Man, when are they coming somewhere. to when are they coming to Ireland? Right? Yeah. <laughs> when are they coming to Belgium? Exactly. <laughs> start a start a fucking start a GoFundMe and be like, hey, you want us to go tour the world? <laughs> there's like a five thousand dollar GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, help these people. They want to come to Brussels. I'd love to fucking tour Europe. That's like my fucking... <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Where... I would too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes we like to ask people, like, you know, give you, like, the power of the booker and just be like, hey, like, if you could go on a tour anywhere with anyone, like, you know, set up your own little package, get, like, two, three bands, who would you go on tour with around the world? Uh, man, that's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> um, free reign. Let your imagination soar. Don't worry about realism. <laughs> Honestly, one of my favorite bands ever is Periphery. So I would love to go on a tour yeah. Periphery, and uh, what? Hell yeah. Villa Maya on there too. Periphery and Villa Maya. There that's you go. That is awesome I tour. I would go see that around the world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> around the world. Every show, Ryan's following you around the world. Like Carmen Sandiego. 
I'll be a roadie, bro. I got I I I've I've carried a box before. He looks like a roadie. <laughs> you could get weed from like setting up a festival. I don't know. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, well, um, I think it's already hap- I think like some of it's already happening in Europe. So like, but it's in Europe. But like, I feel like my my like dream tour package would be like. It would be like Parkway Drive, uh, While She Sleeps, um, Wage War, and then like Us. I think Hell yeah. Like, All right. or, or, like, or like August Burns Red, As Only Dying, um, Unearth and Us. Like, you know, definitely Kill Switch Engage, though. Like a Kill Switch Engage tour. So are you uh for Kill Switch Engage? I have to ask because we we they've been brought up a couple times. Are you more like you know Howard or you know? I'm a Howard. Yeah, I'm a Howard guy. Oh yeah, I mean Howard. he's he's saying uh, you know uh Dio's that Dio cover you know like right. Oh yeah. That's good. So <laughs> I I I if a band can get me into like because you know Dio like of course you know Black Sabbath all that like that's a little out of my wheelhouse. Like I grew up listening. like all that shit but if somebody can kind of connect me to that older music but kind of modernize it like in the mid 2000s obviously that was like 2004 2003 but they'll actually like if i hear that song it doesn't matter which version i'm just like yeah that kill switch engage version made this song just dope as fuck (laughs) the music video is funny as shit too oh yeah (laughs) they just fun with it and which i always think people should do with their covers if you're gonna cover something have fun with it like oh absolutely especially something like not necessarily ridiculous but is like kind of so iconic as like dio and black sabbath yeah. like yeah yeah like you gotta like if you're gonna and it's go like, like it's a, it is a silly song about you know yeah. fantasy and what ride the tiger you could see <laughs> it's just like okay i, I think yeah, the music yeah, the original I, music video i think knew it was silly too so <laughs> I think people just realize like having a sense of humor and not taking like music serious, no matter how you cut it, like you can try to write something like most people take it seriously and like art is serious. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, it's like math. It's very like a very serious subject. And when people can have fun with it, it's, it's always a joy to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we, like, that's kind of like what we did for like the sincerity video that we did we did it ourselves <laughs> and like we literally didn't have a plan we just kind of like we're gonna film ourselves doing a bunch of bullshit and like just splice it together so we had like us like again like we had like a clip of me like crowd killing our front man's like girlfriend <laughs> again like and like we had like a clip of like all of us like pissing on a fire hydrant um, <laughs> very metal if I can like just this bullshit like that and also if you like go look at our twitter and like or even my fucking like personal twitter like it's just it's just me bullshitting on there like one day I think like I made a tweet on there and I just I didn't expect it to do anything I was like it was like you know everyone's like oh these metal bands just can't let the sun exist and I was like we're gonna write a song about having sex with the sun it got like 55 likes and like 20 retweets or some shit. I remember that actually. I was going around. <laughs> that was. That was hmm? No, I remember, I remember that tweet that you retweeted though. Like there, there was a lot of funny ones for sure. 
I'm always, I'm always, I'm always on some shit on there. <laughs> son or G. Son or G. Son or G. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, we we definitely like we we definitely have a sense of humor about shit. We're not like we don't take things way too seriously like a lot of other bands around in the scene do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have like serious songs. I don't think we'll ever write like a fucking joke song or anything. That's not, we're not like Blink 182, but like, you know, we're, we, we have a sense of humor. I would say that like the dudes from, uh, I think like, you know, we had, we've had Dr. Acula, one band I wish that kind of like dipped in comedy, but like still kept it like fucking brutal as fuck was uh, Dead to Fall. Like the uh had some of the members of like Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, and like they're like they they like uh they split off to make uh Dead to Fall and like Misery Signals. Oh but, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. So Dead to Fall was more of like like the dudes from like you know that group that were just kind of like I, I have a sense of humor and I'm gonna write a song about like deathcore songs just being really stupid and writing about brutal shit that nobody's ever gonna do and now I need to put a breakdown. <laughs> I can't put I can't use these lyrics because I already got a song about a shark like shit like that. Like I love when people can just kind of like write a song and it just kind of makes fun of like the art of writing songs and how ridiculous it can be sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, like everyone, I think, knows when like when lyrics are like too not necessarily serious, but like too like what's the word Brutal? I'm looking for? No, not brutal. Well, I mean, I, it, yeah, not brutal. Like, it's like the opposite. Like, really. like it's like too like saccharine or too like you know what I mean. Like too like um, it's like too like you feel like you have to like read too much into it. Like, like you feel like you I mean, to... I guess serious. It's yeah, uh, but are you, you know, like are when... you making the, are you making the claim that it like for like saccharine? Because you know, I'm I'm not a college educated person that, oh, that's a lot of syllables you're throwing at me boss i'm just but, <laughs> no what i'm saying is like are you are you speaking on songs being like too self-serious and like yeah uh, exactly uh, too uh, self-serious yeah I, I, like and i mean sometimes it works out like but like sometimes it's like this is very goofy what you're singing <laughs> even though i know you're not trying to be goofy yeah like that like, I feel like we're pretty, like, on the nose about shit. We try not to be, like, exactly. I try not to be super cryptic. Like, I kind of, like, I kind of, like, just want people to hear what I'm singing and be, like, oh, I know what that guy's talking about. This guy's sad as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think you got to, like, be able to be, like, yeah, I'm sad as shit, but, like, I'm not, I don't, the fact that I'm sad, like, you know what I mean, like, it's kind of silly how sad, not necessarily silly, but like you got to be like kind of like lighthearted about it at the same time. Yeah. No one just wants to be like depressed, depressed. You, know, you like, got to be I like, like I, I like I think like that that like "Die for You" song by Bring Me is like a super like good example. Like they have like some like really like creative lyrics. I think like what I'll mm-hmm. I'll hold your heart with the hemorrhage or like some shit. And I'm like, oh, that's like <laughs> that's that's fucking. <laughs> That's like emo. That's like that's the most emo shit I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. Yeah. I dig it. I want more emo shit. Give me some more emo. Me too, dude. Well, it's the revival, Ryan. That's what all this is. <laughs> it's the time. It's the time. All, all the bands are like look listening to like shit from like 2004 again. They're like, you exactly. know, that was really good. Let's do that again. <laughs> they're listening to this shit from 2004, and they're converging on our city. 
with all that shit from 2004 and they're probably gonna be people dropping like new music and stuff there you're like motherfuckers out here listening to fucking dear diary and my teenage has a body count again and they're like exactly yeah, that's the, be like, yeah that's that's a pretty good album we're gonna do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yet another episode we referenced the the the, the golden all the time. I, I I can't tell you how many times like I'll see Travis like post online like we're so close to getting a gold record for that song and it's kind of crazy <laughs> that song was listened to by like everybody but it still doesn't have like gold records. Oh, I know. Or I think but, I listen to it once a week to this day. Yeah. Are you talking I'll, about Emily? What? Are you talking about the song Emily, or are you talking about uh, like the album? The album itself. Uh, like, I mean, I probably don't listen to Emily that much, but like, yeah. uh, like, pe- like, Ride the Wings of Pestilence and um, yeah. Note to Self, Secrets Don't Make Note Friends. To self, yeah, yeah, I listen to that stuff all the time. My favorite song off that album is featuring some of your favorite words, which is kind of just a song about writing a song. You know, it's just like kind of like writer's block being <laughs> written down, which I've always liked. And it sang like a uh, Taking Back Sunday song where it's like, dueling vocalists like just kind of like riding over each other and stuff and it's and i guess our first last did that kind of like they're not going to be super serious like it like obviously it's super emo but it's also like not so it's yeah. not like super serious it's not like Argonic, star Sag- wars Pat- episode three <laughs> like yeah dialogue yeah. it's like yeah it's like yeah, you it's can true. have fun with it and still kind of get it that across yeah. and they have a very dry wit i'm a, I'm a big fan exactly yeah just being like like very snide and sarcastic and like condescending in music and it's like damn is that why i'm condescending i keep listening to condescending people (laughs) (laughs) it explains so much and you just look at the lyrics of your favorite songs you're like wow i am emo as fuck (laughs) (laughs) emo snarky right yeah, I'm a snarky bitch. I think every, I think we all should like hold on to some snark though. You got to be funny. You got to like it's not too serious because it's like life sucks. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of bullshit going on in the world, man. Let's have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also, it doesn't suck that much because you're going to be playing with a bunch of awesome bands oh, in yeah. ten days, right? Yeah. So, who are you looking forward to seeing or technically playing with at uh? So what? Oh, go first. Uh, probably Wage War. All Wage right. War and uh, I don't know, or or like Trippy Red because that's yeah, he's that's, playing. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's crazy, like to think about that. We're playing the same festival as a multi-millionaire rapper guy. Like <laughs> I like I still look at like I remember like hearing like two chains in like middle school and like you know whenever I was, like, oh yeah shit so like seeing that like so yeah i'm playing like a festival <laughs> with that fucking guy dude i'm like what the fuck i think i think the one i'm like most excited like the ones i'm most excited for are, like probably like uh do you just want us to say like the day we're playing or like the entire festival whoever i mean um, I, I i can't necessarily keep up with uh so I think in general, definitely Wage War. I think that's like a band that we all in the band like really like. And you got a Wage like, War right, flag behind you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got the flag at a, it was a 2018 Warp Tour. Right. Um, yeah. like was that the last one? Or yeah, was that... that was the last okay. tour. That was the last Warp Tour. Because um, there was like, they did like 
off shows, I guess. They just yeah. never, didn't do the whole tour. Yeah. I, it was Not the same thing. The 25th anniversary thing. I went to the California one. But um, um, I think Wage War is like one I'm like really fucking excited about. Um, I Prevail. All right. Um, and then for all the other days, like uh, definitely The Ghost Inside. Um, Knocked Loose. Uh, oh, for also for day one, uh, Lorna Shore. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. I will say that what most people don't give like I feel like Lorna Shore deserves a lot of credit because like people will pat like Machine Gun Kelly or they'll pat My Chemical Romance or they'll pat any number of bands on the back for like oh you're keeping the scene alive, bro. Like like what Lorna Shore does for like super heavy like music. Yeah. With four vocalists, harsh vocalists, like they get attention, and it's attention that only will benefit the scene because it's like people don't freak out over vocals like that anymore, you know? Yeah, and also like, like Lorna Shore, like I think whenever they released like to the Hellfire, it got like in like the top ten of like the fifty trending songs on like Spotify, which is big because yeah, like, they're like up there with like Metallica and shit, like in the hard rock. Metallica, that was like fucking like Cardi B and shit. They were like <laughs> yeah, like they, they, they like in our scene, they they're superseding legends, and in the mainstream, they're like keeping pace with dudes that got like super major label like backing. So it's just like. Yeah good for fucking you learn yeah it's like yeah did it knock loose or play like coachella this year or something like that or like i mean my midterm style no no lorna shore is playing like Lollapalooza. yeah it's like they're playing they're getting these huge festivals now yeah Lollapalooza is mentioned on the simpsons like 20 years ago so it's like this shit's been around for a while it's a big deal yeah and also like i feel like in my opinion i think i don't think i've I don't think a deathcore band has done this much for like the extreme genre since like Suicide Silence. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Like I think Lorna Shore has already surpassed what they they did for. Yeah. Deathcore. With that foundation laid upon, like for people who aren't like, if you think Lollapalooza is just like a funny word, like I mentioned The Simpsons, like on that episode of The Simpsons, like Smashing Pumpkins and like Peter Frampton, yeah. like all these big artists are on that episode of the simpsons something that's been on for like 34 years so lollapalooza has been around for a while that's a big deal yeah i think i think harry farrell man i think the band you were talking about that played coachella i think like turnstile i think it was turnstile yeah Yeah, i was like that played it yeah i mean i could see knock loose getting on coachella these days just because they feel like they have one of those bands every year now oh they had code orange on it too so they did, yeah, they did. I want a Smashing Pumpkin, Sonic Youth, and uh, uh, fucking Lorna Shore tour now, just to keep that Simpson yeah. episode. Alive. That's just that's just gonna be Lollapalooza, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's is I mean those tours are kind of already happening. Like, doesn't like Bring Me the Horizon, Knock Loose, and like Grandson like doing a tour in yeah. the fall now? Yeah, or yeah. Bring Me the had, Horizon, uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> we just had a. Uh, we had dropout kings on the show and they're going on tour with like little Zan and fucking yeah. saving vice. So it's like trap trap metal and metal core. It's just like, it's good to see all the cross promotional, like crossbreeding and all this like music festival. It's shit. really fun. It, it like, <laughs> it keeps things really fresh. I think when you yeah. go to shows, 
I feel like it, that, that's like that's like something we're like super all about too. Like I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I it's cool to play with metalcore bands, but like, yeah. what if we play with like um, this band's on the festival? Me and me and Hunter here are a huge fan. Like, what if we like, what if we like potentially play like a show with like Pennyboard or something? Yeah. Oh yeah, Pennyboard is awesome. They're they're all, they're also from Dallas. Um, yeah. But like yeah, like that we're all about like we're all about like playing with like different genres and like even like throwing like kind of some of it in like the music like kind of like just pulling that inspiration and not being like you know just super like like keeping ourselves we're, we're we definitely like, yeah like like for our next song like uh our next song living fiction that we're dropping in july we were supposed to be dropping it in like june but then we got offered the festival and then we realized okay our money's gonna have to like go into this for right now and i got something a little bit more important going on um <laughs> but like living fiction the next song we're dropping it has like it has like it has like straight up rapping in it nice like, like just like like it's not like you know like you know it's, it, it sounds like an Azalea dying song but there's a rapping there's, 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 dying song. That's, I mean, I'm that's, glad that's awesome, man. Because I feel like music does definitely cycle, and that's been a topic of discussion lately. I feel in the last previous couple episodes, it's just like we we're talking about all these bands that are touring together that aren't exactly the same genre, and they're kind of brand like like mainstream's actually starting to fuck around with like heavy extreme music again. And like being 34 and old and shit as I am, <laughs> I remember like Family Values tour, oh, just like hypersexual, like just appearing on like a fucking like metal show, you know, like rappers like uh like Wu Tang appearing on Limb Biscuit tracks and shit like that, you know, like it used to be the norm that like rap and metal and rock were all one part of each other, and it's like and it's one day just kind of. Yeah, it just we we all went our own little circles, our own little Spotify playlists. We all forgot that, like, hey, music's music, music oh, core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I also think like it's cool that you, I mean you you got you know rap on you have a like rap on your next song, which is like that works out really well right now. But say yeah. like ten years ago, who knows how that would have been received. Like we we probably will get shit for it, but like also like we don't like we 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 try new things, but you know we aren't obviously going to release a song with like something in it if it doesn't work. So like if rapping yeah. didn't work in the song, like I was kind of like I was kind of freaked out because I thought like our vocal like Dylan would have done it like on a different song, but he did it on the song I least expected. So I was like, okay, I'll see what you're doing. And he sent the verse to me. I was like, this is fucking wild. This is like sick. It's yeah, just, like it. <laughs> I want to hear it. Send it to me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to hear it too, man. I'll send. I'll send it to y'all. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll send it to y'all after we're done like recording, and I want to get y'all's actual like reaction. Yeah, like, we right won't on, share. Yeah. We don't we don't share shit with nobody, so you don't have to worry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, please, please, yeah, a very please, big please, band does an EP before they dropped it, and it and we didn't tell a soul. I mean, we're not really like. Obviously, <laughs> I don't like don't like go posting it on like your social media. Like, oh yeah, we're not gonna do it. We're we're like, if you want to send it to your friends and shit, that's cool. Like, it's like, dude, whenever before we even dropped our first single, mostly misery. Like, my dad wanted to hear it. My dad fucking loved the song, and he's like, he's just sending it to all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
I guess one of his friends sent it to their, their daughter that was like a sophomore in high school at the time. And then she started showing all her friends at school. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how it used to be. Like, I remember being in high school and people just be like, hey, bro, did you hear this new demo that was on the, this person's MySpace page? Like, bro, it's on my, like, my MP3 player on my PSP. Don't worry, I got yeah, you. Y'all had, y'all had, like, y'all had, like, fucking, like, smart punk and, like, shit like that back in the day. Yeah. Brian was uh, yeah. bringing oh, yeah. floppy disks full with, like, music, unheard music to school, right? Bro, <laughs> like, floppy it was, like, a, it was the job to go over the weekend and like every like buddy that like, was a music savvy kid would be like, oh, we got to hit up LimeWire this weekend. This album comes out. This album comes out. You download these songs. You download that song. Then we can Bluetooth them to get like to like trade songs. And we just like fill up yeah. our playlists like that. It was just yeah. like, I look back at it now. I'm like, God damn, that's frustrating. Like <laughs> I would lose my mind if I had to be trading songs to make my playlists and shit. I can't, I can't imagine like living in a time where like, you know, you had to worry about your computer potentially fucking melting because you want to download fucking fucking becoming the bull by a tree. No. <laughs> uh, I remember that song. That was like the song where I was like, no, don't do it, a tree here. Stop. I love Go I ahead. love that album. Love uh that. that's lead sales, right? Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. There's there's a like me i'm from southern california oh yeah the lip gloss and black that's literally i can i remember what a demo version of that sounds like because it was just like it was on a cd with a marker and it's just like oh i bought this at their show they're they're a local band and it's just like oh that's cool like yeah i oc is not that far from Inland empire so i i I, my first show was obliged who was like hardcore like deathcore like back in like 2004 2005 so like around that time yeah treyu was still metalcore like they're like you know the traditional definition so the album with like x's and o's like for me i i still enjoyed that i I thought it was a nice blend of like metalcore and a little bit of a mainstream sound I think Becoming the Bull was, like, for what some, like, when Avenged Sevenfold dropped, like... City of Evil. Yeah, where everyone's just like, this isn't sounding the seventh trumpet or uh, Unholy Confession. Yeah. So it's just like... I was a kid, obviously, at the time. I'm, like, 17, 18. So, obviously, we have stupid thoughts. Like, you know, I used to, like, not, like, I set my friends on fire because I'm an idiot. You know, because kids are like, oh, that's not, oh, I don't like crank that, you know, like some bullshit, whatever it was. And then you listen to it and you're like, wow, I was a fucking moron. This slaps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like a Wait. lot of people did that with like Attack Attack like a few years yes. ago. Yes. My like, friends all hated Attack Attack because, well, the, their music. I mean, I, I always liked them, but my friends were like, no, you're not allowed to like them because they suck live and they their music has auto tunes. <laughs> the songs are really catchy. Like, yeah, they are. Songs. Music's music. Exactly. Yeah, I'm Johnny a, Frank I'm is a say, genius, man. I will say I'm a huge Attack Attack fan. I'm not an Austin Carlisle fan, but I am a huge yeah. Attack Attack. Fan. Ryan was feuding with them online, so I'm glad he's come around. <laughs> I, 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 I've always just had an issue. I don't like certain people, and like it's at with it's not like you can look it up. Go ahead, look it up, and you, I could say I have a good reason not to like that guy. No, so, I'm not talking about Austin Carlisle. I'm talking Carlisle. about how you're feuding with just 
Attack, attack, attack. Yeah, and feuding with the the, the the current lineup, like it wasn't even a feud. Like I made a meme, and they were like, "Why are you so mad?" And I was just like, oh, "I just <laughs> want breakdowns, bro. I just want crapcore." Because Kawaii Cowboy was not crapcore, and like literally, they've always yeah. done shit like that. And like, yeah. And it's like I like being teased as much as the next guy, but it's just like all I wanted was a breakdown. Like, but then my... like a month later, they released fucking Brick Hero Bombshell. So like, yeah, so it's like we got what we wanted. But, but who likes waiting? Who likes sitting there with a chapped ass and listening to Kawaii Cowboy? Like you're all expecting a <laughs> well, breakdown. And... Ryan, you don't. You like to make memes and go after. Them. <laughs> hey, it worked out. It worked out in my favor. I mean, I, I don't know. If I don't think I endear. I think the only thing is I didn't endear myself to uh, Bill Murray, who's probably the most wholesome, kind-hearted man on the planet. So I think teasing Attack Attack may have just made Bill Murray not very uh, receptive towards us because we yeah. tag him all. The- we tag him constantly, and we really do. You, we, also, we also try to get those fucking guys on the show. I don't know. We, we, we have been Who, Attack Three. Attack or Bill Murray. Both. <laughs> Both have a reunion. <laughs> I've asked several times. Oh, you know, you know, Attack Bill Attack and Bill Murray are playing the same day as you, and they're both playing that day too. So who knows what's oh, up with yeah, that? That, that was that was another. Wait, wait, you had Bill Murray on before? No, no we've not had Bill Murray on. We wish we we keep we keep asking. We're, we always and like he has his Facebook groups, and like he'll comment on them every now and then. I'm always just like, come on, demo team, and like people, other people will ask whatever, and I don't know. If I, if I see I mean, him, he's a busy you know, man. He's been on tour all year so far. Yeah. So. I mean, if I, run had... him, if I run into him, I'll be like, someday came suddenly is like one of my most favorite albums ever. By the way, go on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, if I see him, <laughs> yeah. if I'll, I see I'll him, I might just bow down. I might just do the, we're not worthy. We're not worthy, honestly. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> but, uh, um... yeah, me and Ryan are, are, uh, our Wayne's world, in case you haven't realized. <laughs> He's Wayne. What? You're you're Gar. Uh, you're Wayne. I'm Garth. I think it's, we switch off. Just depends on the day. Warth and uh, gain. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. But um, was there anything else you guys wanted to cover? I know, I know, we have another interview in like another hour. I'm not trying to rush y'all or anything. It's just I, I do need to eat breakfast oh, no. and shit like that. Hey, nothing, nothing. We're done. We're finished here. Nothing to but, plug. Uh, you got nothing Besides, to plug. You got nothing like to surprise us with, or maybe like did uh, y'all? I mean, can y'all get more tickets? Y'all already sold out the ones you're the ones oh, we, you got allotted, but we can we can get more tickets like until like we can get more tickets and sell more until the twenty fifth. All right, go so, get like, tickets from them. Yeah, get tickets from. I mean, seventy. We only fuck. I I will lose my mind if one more fucking person asks if we have day two or day three tickets. But like, so we only have, uh, we only have day one tickets and we also have the tickets for all three days. Uh, The day one is $75 and then the day or the three day ones are like 200, uh, which if you go online and look at the prices compared to those, they're really fucking cheap. Oh yeah, they really are. Like, I think they're less than half. Yeah. Yeah possibly avoid future confusion and people asking you that if somebody were to want a day two or day three ticket they would probably okay. have to for day two oh. i we can 
or yeah, you can plug the people you want to actually. Yeah, so day, two, uh, day two, uh, Dispositions is playing day two. So they have day two tickets. And uh, Forget Conformity is playing day three, and they'll have day three tickets. All right. And we might be hitting up Forget Conformity soon because I got a monster. Yeah. So. yeah. I think so yeah. anybody, anybody, if this, <laughs> this episode releases before you get your tickets, like, please be sure to hit up those bands because, you know, since Masada, they they got day one. Like, what do you want? Absolutely. To even if you're not, even if you're or, not in the Dallas area or in, even in the state, I'll overnight ship them like on my own dime. So, Just make sure you have them. Also, I'm going to plug our social media. Um, follow us on Instagram at at since Masada Texas. It's TX. TX. Don't don't type in Texas. And then our Twitter <laughs> is. Uh, I think just. It's, I think it's just since Masada. It's all since capital. Masada, all capitals though. I don't think it'll matter, but like it's just since Masada. Hold on, there. I'll, I'll I'll actually check real quick. <laughs> we don't even know our own social <laughs> media. I'm fucking dumb. Here, I'll follow y'all right now. I don't think I have y'all on Twitter. It was sick. Oh yeah, it's just since Masada on Twitter. And then Facebook is just since Masada. Hell yeah. So before, usually when we let people go, uh, we like to ask, um, what have you been listening to lately? And if you guys got to check your Spotify's, look at your stats or whatever, maybe look at your old MP3 player or CD player. I don't know. But, your old floppy disk. Or uh, if you want to shout out more homies, like you can use this time to, you know, yeah, um, wink, well, yeah, wink, we're, nudge. Yeah, we're, we're – uh... <laughs> We're, we actually I really fuck with like a lot of like the music our friends have been releasing I think uh, if y'all know who Saints Can Lie is um, I know nah. there's another band called Nothing For You and they released an EP and it's like really fucking good um, it's super catchy it's super I, I think that's a really good album I know uh, Aesop and Daedric are like pretty consistently releasing I think Daedric they have a new song out. Hold on, let me see what it's called again. I think it's uh, they have a they have a new song out called Dom Breaker. It's like super sick. If you like fuck like Spirit Box or like uh, um, like North Lane or anything like that. That band's sick. Uh, Aesop released a song called Promethean. I think that's super cool. Um, but like in general, like what I've been listening to, I'm actually looking through right now. I've been listening to that new Mike Kim song a lot um i've been listening to ever since it came out really i've been listening to uh, manic by wage war a lot um a lot of like while she sleeps um especially the face to face the new song they just dropped i think that's super good um so i was listening uh, whenever you got here i was listening to uh, i was listening to unearth in the sh- in the shower so like <laughs> Parkway Drive. I've been listening to Reverence a lot. It's actually probably my favorite Parkway album now. Um, okay. Eternal Blue by uh, Spirit Box. I just gotta have that on rotation. It's been like a pretty like nice blend of metalcore, like in general. I've been listening to uh, Lower Definition a lot lately. Um, Periphery, like always. Uh, volumes. I love volumes. Oh my too. god, definitely. Um, and uh, that's really about it right now. I get like, All right. I'm one of those people that gets hooked on one band for a long time, and I'll switch. I'll switch up. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, 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 
I think you listen. If you want to know one thing about me too, I don't. I don't really listen to like playlist. I I listen to like albums. That's what I do. Yeah, I'll listen. Same, honestly. Yeah, I'll listen to front to back. Like that's how I. That's how I listen. To me. I don't really. Um, there's one playlist that we got on, and like the guy was like a pretty like good curator, and there was like a lot of great bands on there. Um, I think uh, it's like one of the guys from like Sunspear. They're from like California. Um, if y'all know that band, they're super again. But Sunspear, uh, they like a buddy that made a playlist for his like Twitch channel, and like a lot of those songs were super good, and they're all like super like smaller bands too. Um, so yeah, that that band's good too, by the way, Sunspear. But uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's all pretty much lately. Oh yeah, Pennyboard as well. Pennyboard's awesome. That yeah. song, what's what's I look it up real quick, but whatever her most listened to song is actually or their most listened to song is actually a, like a ball for sure. Uh, Emerald Green. Yeah, oh, that, they're they're oh, man, that's such yeah. Good one. Yeah. I I mean I was living in Austin. I, I grew up in Dallas, but like, I was living in Austin. I moved back here mainly just because like for to do this and like the music scene here is so just solid for our type of music compared to Austin. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of cool weird, bands. Yeah, I, was, I also feel like in a weird way, COVID kind of was a saving grace for it in a weird way because I remember like before COVID, no one was coming out the fucking shows anymore. Like it was really fucking hard to sell tickets, but also the band I was in was kind of dog shit. So. <laughs> 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 um, but um, but yeah, I feel like in a weird way it's helped because like every time I go to local shows, they're all like super packed in like these old like tiny rooms now, and like you know like we don't have an issue like selling tickets. People want to come out to shows again, which is super cool. So in a weird way, and also a lot of newer bands like us, we pretty much we pretty much like started within the pandemic. Like we pretty much like founded and like started writing the music throughout the pandemic. So I, in a weird way, I feel like it was like a, it was a saving. Yeah, it was, it was a, sa- a savior and a curse at the same time. Yeah, I mean it's a great time to write for sure. It's just, yeah. I mean, I I think I mean that's when we started this is like in the middle of the, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it's amazing time well spent if people were if you were out there doing creative stuff while you could. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was like a super like beneficial thing in like in exactly to, like a local scene. I mean, obviously, it was terrible for the world and people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people need a reset, and I think, and I think, like especially creatively, I think a lot of people were able to get it and kind of rework their whole thing. So, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm with anything it. else, or what do you say, Ryan? I said I'm with it. I dig. I I've enjoyed this episode. I think it's really awesome. I'm really proud of y'all that you've been hustling and grinding and got yourself this opportunity. It being your second show, yeah. Don't don't, don't get nervous because tension. That stuff will like deep through on your set. Just have fun. You're making them nervous, Ryan. Uh, pretend everybody i literally with the other day because i was because our buddy uh our our producer he's playing with a band called the news can wait on the festival 
and like he's kind of more accustomed to like the shit so i literally told him like i need you to come to like the choctaw stadium at like fucking 7 a.m with me to like figure everything out i was like i'm the i'm like me and him are gonna be like the only ones close to dallas like these guys are still gonna be like over in like sherman or like mckinney like in the morning i was like i need to get there at seven like figure out everything i need to figure out where we're putting our merch i need to like figure out where we're loading our shit in and like because if i go there by myself i will fucking have a stroke (laughs) 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 oh i mean i feel like that's very relatable even outside of music it's just like doing something like like that you're not that you're not 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 unprepared for but like something like this like high like pressure and like having to do it by yourself like that would be yeah i was like i was like play i need your fucking help i will fucking die (laughs) but like fucking idiot (laughs) on the bright side i mean like after this like i bet you your local shows are just gonna be like easy as possible yeah like i was about to say like the band-aid off right and I was about to say, if we, like, sold the most tickets I've ever sold in, like, any band ever for this at, like, the fucking price point that they're at, like, even still being, like, 75 or, like, $200, like, like selling it all of them, I think, I think playing these shows is going to be, uh, compared to that, a lot more easier. Yeah. yeah. But, $2 is a lot different. And you got that in your back pocket now, like, for, if you, for, like, any big show, too, so. Yeah. Like I'm sure I hope I hope third string looks at us and was like, oh, these guys are gonna have no problem selling like twenty dollar tickets. <laughs> hey, hopefully, I hope, I hope that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that would be cool. I mean, shout out to Zemer for putting all this on. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude. That I, I feel like that dude genuinely like gives a fuck about what he's doing, which is refreshing because I know like a lot of like you know promoters and like booking like people like throughout DFW that kind of like i don't feel like give as much of a fuck like in a way and i feel like him being at his like at his magnitude putting on this bigger fest like putting as many local acts as he has put on the bill I absolutely think, i think it i think it genuinely like shows his character and how much he gives a fuck about what he's oh doing. yeah and i think it's very cool that he's like there's enough room we can make room basically exactly. it has been his whole attitude about it which is like i think just like just in general that's a great attitude to have is you can have as many and like and also like like everyone at third string has always has been like super cool to us so far Mm -hmm. like you know they don't like you know we don't we don't feel like we're like like getting like disrespected or anything which you know like i was not a worry but like i hear like people like talk shit about third string all the time but now i've realized i was like oh all these people that talk shit about working with third string they just can't sell their fucking tickets <laughs> <laughs> like literally that's what it is like i've had like i had like we had like an old basis like our first basis that we tried having in the base like well i don't work with third string anymore because the promoter hustled us for our ticket money i'm like yeah that's what they're supposed to fucking do <laughs> they're, the, they're the promoter you're selling tickets to their show they want your fucking ticket money He's like, well, I don't work with them anymore because of that. And I'm like, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like other people, then other people. I'm aware of how the music scene works. But. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, what what kind of, you don't just fucking get on shows and just fucking play them. Like, you have to fucking work for it. And like other people are like, oh, well, they, ex- they expected us to sell 20 tickets for $20 a piece. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking nothing. <laughs> most people, Most people tend to forget that Music is a hustle. 
Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. It's not what you can do. It's what you can do for other people. Because you can play the greatest fucking licks and blast beats in the world. But if you can't sell a fucking ticket, you can't sell a fucking ticket. It don't matter how good exactly. you are. And then, like, you know, you have, like, other people, like, making excuses for why they, oh, well, I don't know people. I'm like, dude, I don't really know that fucking many people either. <laughs> I'm so fucking, I just, I just go on Instagram. Go, and I go just, find like, where they hang out. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I met you at, like, a third string show, and I was, like, I saw you hustling tickets. So I was, like, well, I'll, might as well. I mean, I see them all the time trying to sell tickets. Might as well bring them on, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always fucking out there like me and me and him just went to the even though i feel like the demographic is a very different from like uh from what like so what even is but me and him just wanted to go see like dying fetus and chelsea grant and we were like hand out flyers and shit there and like we were like mm-hmm. talking to people about the festival like in like the bar at like the amplified place and actually today or not today but sometime in the next week i think like everyone at third string wants like everyone like go like do like flyering and like putting up posters and shit throughout like Dallas. So I think we're going to be going and doing that in the next week. I think we might get like more extra tickets. So if we happen to make sales, like. Did y'all, I didn't see it, but did y'all do like a promo video for it? We have not. We are supposed supposed to. There's some really cool ones actually out there. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you already sold out your allotment. So I think you're probably good in that regard. Like like, we got it down. So. Like, I was about to say, like, yeah, I was about to say, like, it's kind of, I feel like at this point, we don't really need to do anything, like, drastic. Yeah. Like, we haven't <laughs> even done, like, we haven't had to do, like, a giveaway or anything or, like, ask if we could do, like, a giveaway or anything like that. So, like, you know, the, I think at this point, we're like, okay, we're pretty good. Like, we have a few more people that want extra tickets, so we'll go get them. But I think, like, we're still pushing it. So oh, for sure, yeah. Fucking, like, more put, put in the work, yeah. especially for something like this where, like, third string, like, definitely bring you back yeah that's 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 kind of that's kind of like i said that's kind of the goal we want to we want to be right by the end of the year we want to be like playing places like you know like the the south side ballroom yeah trees or like uh the ridgely theater like pretty like regularly and not exactly like, you know, I don't want to be playing, like, fucking Killer's Tacos for the rest of my life. Do it. Do it. I like playing Killer's Tacos, but, like, you know, I'm always, I'm always thinking about the next step, like I said. Oh, I feel you. I mean, Killer's Tacos is cool. I no, just awesome. went there, I guess, a couple months ago to go see Pulses and uh, – what was the other one? Oh, I gotta find I gotta find the bad name real quick. Yeah. It, no, it's a super nice video. It's super cool whenever like which we could easily pack it out. But like, you know, it's it's super cool whenever you like pack it out and like do that. But I'm absolutely it's I mean it's cool. I mean it's just like a house they turned into a video and restaurant. Yeah, which I think is like, super cool and like the food makes there. it intimate. I just wish they let the metal bands play on the outside stage more often. Yeah. Like it has to be like I think whenever they do it, it's like it has to be like earlier in the day, like four p.m. or like five p.m. We want to hide in the darkness. Well, I mean, there's like apartments all around there too, so it's like probably echoes and stuff like that. Yeah, but like, oh, we don't like the fucking metal. That's made. Yeah, and plus it's Denton, and you know they. Got, I mean, Denton's a great town, but it's I. Don't, and no, I no, guess it's not exactly like a metal town, it seems like. It's just super alternative, more. Exactly, yeah. 
I don't know. Some parts of Denton fucking scare me. I don't like Denton. <laughs> I don't like Denton. <laughs> so some parts are like some parts of Denton that it feels like the same thing as like like you said like in Dallas. Like I feel like some parts of Denton like you're fine, but if you walk across the street, it's a whole different fucking <laughs> sort of ordeal. <laughs> No, I mean, I like it. I've had good times when I've been. No, out I like it too. Sure. I like, yeah. I like, I like, I like the vibe of it. There's some like really good fucking food. Vibe, like, yeah. I always, I always hit up like a little Italian place whenever I'm like playing shows there. Like, there's like Ooh. a little Italian place like right down the street from there. There's pretty good. I forgot what the pizza place was called, but there's like a cool like little pizza joint. That's my thing with like playing shows in like new areas. I always said whenever new food. Out, yeah, whenever I go out of town and like play shows, I make an effort to find the best fucking Italian joint in the area. I, right on man you know, like pizza joint or just italian joint in general like we uh my whenever i went on the tour of my band that i just left like a few months ago in, like pueblo like in like colorado like like whenever we we're in pueblo i went to this fucking place called like i forgot what it was fucking called but it had the best motherfucking chicken parmesan i've ever had mm-hmm. in my life and it was amazing <laughs> Um, Man. Yeah, that's kind of a goal of mine. I make whenever I go new. new get the best, get the best Italian place. All right, yeah. I-, I might hit you up because honestly, I do need, I-, I do need like I'm craving some Italian. But um, is there anything else you want to ask, Ryan? Or Aris. me and this guy are going to be out running Aris, Aaron. So you should totally like meet up with us later. Do it, do it. No, I would, but we have so much work to do this week. Like, I gotta, I, I we did our first like in person video on okay. Sunday with, and I don't know if you if you're should, familiar with Animal Jam. We should do one of those next. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm down for sure. Uh, do you know who Animal Jam is? They're out, out of Denton area, Fort Worth. Uh, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard the name. They're gonna be on Soa Day Two, but yeah, we we did that interview in person, and I gotta edit that all together today. Plus, just yeah. I got some I stuff I can do. I, I got to get some food and uh, eat before this uh, Jeremy Talley of the Bled interview. It's yeah. Be an hour and a half. So, no, I'm pretty good, man. I, I'm very satisfied with this interview. These are some go-getters. You got a good you got a good band here, Cash. This is a good gift oh. for you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll appreciate it. I'll definitely come chill with y'all, though. So, uh, and I'm yeah. sure I'm going to see y'all at plenty oh, of third string stuff. Just honestly hit me up. If y'all do anything or like yeah. if you're going to shows, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll show up. Man. Shows, I'll definitely hit you. And also tell a uh, tell a uh, tell homie from a uh, tell homie from the blood that I love the record, the flask. Oh yeah, right, man. I'll it. tell. I'll, he's been he's on every single record. He's the uh, only OG original member of yeah. the blood that's been there for every album. So I'm sure if you've never Just checked out, tell him I really love it. I really love that record. Hell, I think everybody does. <laughs> but if you're if you if you want something cool that Jeremy Talley did that's not really like promoted as much, I'd say, I recommend Coma Prevail. Coma that's that's the band he did with uh Tyson uh Ty, uh, Tyson of uh, Scary Kids Scary Kids. Oh shit. Before he passed away. So that was the last thing that dude from Scary Kids did and they uh Coma Prevail after they did that they did Cons c-o-n-s which is like they took the instrumentals they were working on with the dude before he passed away and they yeah it's a really good project really highly recommend if you've never listened to cons or coma prevail arizona stays making that good ass post hardcore math core shit yeah. I, that but, was super cool seeing uh scary kids scaring kids at on silent night too that was like a hell yeah oh good. dude yeah who is the singer filling that in was with that? donovan that was with donovan nah, it was the oh, guy yeah. from held son 
Yeah. Donovan's yeah. I can't wait till we get and him that's, on the- That is so weird that like we got to see that one off like Donovan said, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so scary- random. When I saw Scary Kids, it was with Kurt Travis and Kurt Travis yeah. well, boy, that guy was on some steroids vocally. I'm just saying, man, that guy was going ham. That's like the hardest you heard Kurt Travis in years. Yeah, I've never heard Kurt Travis go harder than he did with Scary Kids. He went all out. Uh, like, of course, I did see him. In, was that the tour I with see. drugs? Yeah. Yeah, with drugs, yeah. And fucking uh, Dead American with the Cobra Reber. Yeah, yeah. Cobra Reber. I met him, too. He's supposed to come on this show, but... Yeah, I talked with them too. Whoa, that would be holy shit. That would be fucking. Yeah, I'm sure. I want, I want the legendary Beetle Boy on the, on the have, have me on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if you're not busy in like an hour and a half, if you want to hop on with Jeremy Tally, because it's just me and Cash. Like, if you guys want to hop back on, like, it makes no difference. Because I think I'm pretty sure Jeremy only has so much time. So you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, me and him actually, because we have to go like deliver some like tickets and shit. Like I have to go to the post office and like actually like, ship sure. some of them out. Just so, hit like, up just, Cash if you guys finish your shit and we're still talking to him. Like just, you can literally just send, me, just send me the link and tell me whenever yeah. it's like over or something. Yeah, yeah. if you guys if you have time, if it works out, schedules permit, you can ask Jeremy a couple questions if you want because he's the homie. I've uh it's actually like a big deal that we got him on because the bled we've been asking them for about three years like 2020 is when we first asked for an interview and they've been busy like they had furnace fest last year and like 2020 nobody was doing shit nobody's like everyone's like i'm trying to figure out how to make money (laughs) yeah so this is a big deal like this is like i feel like this is a very full circle because there's only very few people that we've been bugging like bill murray i think like He's never even. Oh, yeah. He's never. Bill humor. Murray, Tillian Pearson. Um, yeah, Tillian Pearson would be another one of those that have. Tillian Pearson's it. like you know, you no know show three times for us. <laughs> you know who I think y'all should try to get to? Try to get a Jesse Cash from Era. Hey, it's um, a good idea. All right, yeah, yeah. Him, and, him and JP. Hell yeah. Okay. But I'm gonna go eat some food. I got about an hour and twenty right. minutes. It's been. I'm gonna eat like, some food too. <laughs> I'm starving, man. I haven't eaten. I woke up and I came here. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get some Taco Cabana. I'm gonna eat food at my house because I'm a poor person and I eat at home. <laughs> I think Fair enough. I'm gonna get some shit while we're out. Oh, another recommendation: uh, Ryan Kirby. Ryan Kirby, all right. Hey, me and him, well, like, oh yeah, I I gotta get Ryan Kirby on. Me and I think me and him have some uh, discussions on Twitter, so I I might be able to. He's a good vocalist, though. Oh, dude, he's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, we discussed. Uh, I I think that's how Jordan Blake shouted me out for being like a vocal coach because Ryan Kirby and I were having some vocal differences, how we present our vocals. So, hey, I would love to have him on. Continue okay, our yeah. conversation. Different strokes for different folks, Ryan. Uh, I understand. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even say it was a, a bad conversation. It's just you know, different he's been doing techniques. it a long time. I've been doing it a long time. We just do it differently, and that's why we sound the way we do. I'm gonna get some- <laughs> all right well hey this was a great interview i'm so glad we got y'all on um and good luck man i'm i'm looking forward to seeing y'all for sure hey ryan might be there too maybe we pull this shit together yeah that'd be dope oh, yeah i didn't get my shit for me one <laughs> <laughs> for me all right well y'all have a good day and good luck with your errands <laughs>